The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And I'm delighted to be joined now by Michaela Cower. She is director of the Brussels office of the city of Vienna. And she is here in uh, Dublin, in Ireland at the moment, uh, to talk, I suppose, ostensibly about uh, Vienna, but housing in particular. And I think that's uh, uh, an area of focus that our listeners would be interested in, uh, Michaela, as well, because we often uh, get cited the Vienna model gets talked about here. And I'm not sure people really realise what that model is or they do they understand it. So I hope you're going to help us in that regard. Um how would you describe the 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 makeup of the housing market in Vienna? Is it mostly renters? Is it homeowners? What is it? Yeah, Vienna is a city of tenants. This is already a big difference with Ireland, as I saw. And Vienna is also a city of social housing. So we have 220,000 dwellings which are owned by the city, 200,000 which are owned by cooperative, not-for-profit housing. And in the private sector, we have a lot of uh, projects that have been publicly funded, like renovation or installation of elevators. So we have like two-thirds of the citizens in Vienna live in some form of publicly funded housing. Which would suggest that publicly funded housing is not confined to people at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. Is that fair? Exactly. We call it the universal model and we take housing as a human right. So has that always been the model in Vienna? When did that become the the adopted model? It all started after World War One, when the first socialist uh, city government came into power. At that time, we called it Red Vienna. And then they set up the first municipal housing program, which where they built 66,000 new homes for the working class. Okay, so that 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 is from that little acorn, <laughs> this mighty oak does grow. How much building of new housing is happening in Vienna then? Currently we have under construction, we have 14,000 units under construction. Oh wow, okay. So there's still a big project of building that goes on and most of that as well publicly it's funded? affordable, not only not all publicly funded but affordable and some private investors as well. But we are looking into having most of it affordable and we, we are looking at social mix all over the city. So your address will never define your chances in life. Okay, so explain to me that. So if there's a private investor developing a plot of land and building apartments on it, I mean, is there just kind of a, a is it a percentage system that X amount has to be affordable, X amount social, X amount you can flog at whatever price you want or how does it work? Yeah, we need to control that because land is precious. So what we do is we have a zoning law and any new development site has to have two thirds of social and affordable housing. Okay. And the other third can be rental, private rental, private uh, home ownership, whatever. All right. Okay. So, so the but the vast majority then of the 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 vast majority of the stock is social and affordable, and the vast majority of anything that's coming online is social and affordable yes. as well. Um, how much does this cost the city of Vienna and the state to the fund? The city of Vienna has a lot of money. Half a billion each year goes to housing. Okay. Out of our budget, and our budget is twelve billion a year. That's so it's a big share of the city budget we are investing. Yes. And what we always say is, it's also paid by the people. If you are living in a cooperative or municipal housing, you pay a rent, which is a cost rent. It's not a subsidized rent. And with this rent, we also take care to maintain the building and also to have uh, all in, all in place, money in place, reserves in place to uh, reorganize the building, manage the building, etc. So it's. 
it's a it's a system of revolving funds we call mm. it how efficient is the city and the state then at at managing all of that because that's one of the I suppose maybe the, the the criticisms here or the pushback against more state involvement is people are suspicious that the state actually won't be very efficient. We'll end up with a big bloated bureaucracy that actually won't deliver anything. I think the approach is not the city or the state. It's more the concept behind. And what we have in Austria, it's a clear commitment that housing has to serve the common good. And that makes the difference. As a private investor, you have an interest in making private profit. As a city or a state, and we are obliged to do it by law, it's legal, legally binding for mm. us, we have to do something for the whole of the good for the society. Uh, and the, I want to imagine that um, a, a new build is happening or, or a kind of a retrofit or refurbishment and the, the, the city is funding it. Does the city have its own workmen, contractors, cons- construction specialists employed by the city or is that outsourced? That's outsourced. We okay. have, of course, a construction sector who has difficulties like everywhere in the world at the moment, I think, with workforce and mm. supply chains. But uh, we, we tender that out. We do procurement. We do developers' competitions. So we do all of that. Okay. So the person who's out there putting one block on top of another isn't in the employ of the city, but they're being paid through their through the company by the city, effectively, like they're funding they're funding their work. Well, it's sometimes it's guarantees which help okay. them to to get the loan that they need from the banks, mostly. And when people secure a property for rent uh, in Vienna, are there controls on the rent that can be charged, and what is the typical uh, length of rental agreement? Uh, rental contracts in Austria typically or in Vienna especially also they are indefinite Okay. so it's like creating an equal playing field between people who have an, a home or own a home because they can they stay there all their life and people who rent an apartment so they have the security that they can raise a family live their life get old there and do not have to you know change anytime something happens in there you know which get lose the, the, the job or something Okay, so they, they can't uh, kind of... In Ireland, they'd be rolling yearly contracts, most of them. Now, now people do have rights. They can't just be kicked out immediately. Mm. Like, you know, the, the longer you are in situ, the longer the notice period. But in Vienna, I mean, if, if I were a landlord, if I owned a property and I wanted to remove you, if I wanted to get Michaela out of the property... I mean, could, how do I do it? Can I, I wish do you it? good luck. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it would be no, that it's not that easy, but okay. there is protection mechanisms in place. Yeah. And there's also legal dispute settlement systems in place. So we don't even have to go to uh, to the court all the time. When we, for instance, have a dispute about the, le- the, 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 the rent, is it too high? Maybe I can complain mm. to a... To a to an office that will settle the dispute with between me and the landlord. Okay. Yeah. And um, can I increase the rent on a yearly basis or how does that work? I mean, you know, because the economy grows and there's inflation and, you know, the value of the euro today isn't what it was 12 months ago. It won't be what it will be in 12 months time. So how, how does that work? Well, in, in the municipal and the cooperative housing, it's clearly regulated. So the typical rent in municipal housing would be at around six euro and a little bit per square meter. In the private sector, it would be 10, 11 euros mm. per square meter. 
And then you could add, there would be a little bit of something like add-ons for special special utilities in the house, in the private sector. Um, and you cannot do it just like this. You have to arrange yourself with according to the to the um, tenants' law. Mm. But can, can, does the rent increase in pace with inflation, or does it ever increase, or how how are rent increases imposed? It's indexed, like okay. in many other places. Yeah, we have an right. indexation. Yeah, but it's it's controlled. So I mean, do do you, as somebody who understands the system then and has seen it working, do you think the Vienna model, as I said right at the outset, we talk about it. Do you think it is a model that other cities could look at and should look at? They're looking at it, actually. Before the pandemic, we had like 150 groups coming to Vienna each year to look at it and Mm. get explanations. But I think elements of it, uh, not everything is transferable, but you can use the, the, the qualities like how do you control land? Do you have to sell it to developers or can you not do something like long term lease contracts? which will allow you to keep control of it. Mm. It's a precious good, as I said. Or do you need to, uh, how, do you, how do you organize a, a neighborhood? Is participatory approaches could be a better way to do it because people have a feeling of belonging and, and co-creation. Mm. So a lot of things are going on, but also in other places. So we can learn from others as well, of course. Uh, so how important, when you mentioned the neighborhood aspect to it, I mean, how important is that in any in any development, be it kind of the development of an area or a particular site or a building, that you do acknowledge that you're going to want families to live there and to live there for a long time. So you're going to have to have open spaces and green areas and playgrounds and childcare and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, this is what we do normally. We have a big development site in the north of Vienna, which is okay. called Aspen Lakeside. And the first thing we did before developing it, we built the metro to come there. Even before the first building was started, we built the metro. And so it was very clear that in this new development site, clearly we have all this kindergarten, school, mm. doctors, nurses, supermarkets, whatever you need, pharmacies, to le- bars, cafes. So this is all there now. A mix of tenures for many different people and uh, a lot of green space. But we also said that with regard to climate change, we need to go for climate-friendly mobility. Mm. And this is why we built the metro first. Do, do you think, you know... Across Europe, I guess, individual states and then within states, individual cities all maybe pursue their own policies. Is there an argument for adopting more of a common model in Europe or or taking a common approach? Or, I mean, are there just so many vagaries between Dublin and Vienna and Helsinki that actually that's not really practical? I think it's always good to learn from each other. And what I found after a long time now working in housing is that the bigger the diversity, especially in the affordable housing sector, the better for all of us. Mm. Because taking the universal approach that housing is a right and you need to care for good housing for everyone and also depending on different life phases, etc. You can, you can be you know, handicapped, but you can also have children and, and need to, to organize them. So a lot of different needs, but going for a broad variety of options is the best. Are there many homeless in Vienna? There are homeless people in Vienna, of course, but we are kind of taking very well care of them. We are having a good cooperation with a lot of NGOs who are working with them. We are starting to in we have started to to do the housing first mm. program with a, with our organizations, and we are really trying our best. Not, but in many places, uh, it's the same uh, with with refugees, with the economic crisis. Mm. Of course, this is this is coming again. Yeah. 
Well, listen, Michaela, it's it's been really interesting because, as I said, you know, we talk about it, and I'm not sure when we talk about it, do all of us entirely understand it? And I think we do understand it a bit more now. And Michaela Carr is director of the Brussels office of the city of Vienna. Michaela, thanks a million for joining us. Thank you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.